Do some music, guys. Welcome to the show. I'm uh, Phoenix West. Adam Wilcox. Dick, dick it. Still no theme song. Not going to do one. Nope. Not going to. Don't care. It could just be synthesized. I mean, music. it's it's kind of fitting because John Carpenter does his own theme music yeah. for his movies, so we do our own shit for our own podcast. You could yeah, have played the Dark Star song over the credit. Uh, could have just recorded that. You mean uh, you get booted up YouTube? Something like, Arizona. Or something Arizona. Yeah, yeah whatever that was. Some fucking country song it was horrible. I, no, but I think he wrote it. I don't care. Oh really? No, uh, Carpenter wrote it. Yeah, I think it says John Carpenter wrote that song. Not good. Adam, it's your week. You picked the uh, the crafts. You episode. picked it. You and picked I apologize to you guys. Star. What do you want me to say? I wanted to see John Carpenter's first movie. This is like one of, well, yeah, this is, I think this is his first like full length movie. Can I, I get you to apologize longer? Um, let's see. I'm sorry. Can you find it in your heart to forgive me? I don't know what I was thinking. To quote uh, a, Kingpin, it wasn't I, that bad. I'm a terrible human being. I don't know if you can ever. I don't think that's enough. I, I can't. I can't know. You're, can't. you're getting there. Yeah, am no, I getting uh, there? Okay. <laughs> you, didn't, you didn't make the movie. I uh, I was no. not expecting this to be good. Um, it was kind of painful. I, I don't hate it, though. I, I've seen worse than this, but. This reminds me of like an Ernie Fossilis, uh, like like you you guys seen uh, Hardware Wars? Ernie's Ernie Fossilis, I can't even pronounce his name right. Hardware Wars is one of the first parodies of Star Wars ever made. If you look it up on YouTube and type in Hardware Wars, it's a ten minute movie that plays out like an extended trailer, and it's like a really low budget spoof of Star Wars. It was one of the first ones. That's funny, but that's also only ten minutes. This motherfucker is an hour and 22 minutes of nonsense. Fucking Dan O'Bannon nonsense. Uh, one of the good things about it, though, I'll give it credit. I can see some of Dan O'Bannon's influences in this movie that wound up in better movies later on. But like it's the thing the, with the knife and uh, just being yeah. on the ship and looking like all disheveled and not giving a shit. The computer that controls the, the, the ship, that's Mother from Alien. I mean, you can see all the influences there, but otherwise, all this is or, that or I can, I, all I can get from it is just these people live on a ship. They blow up planets. I don't really know why. I couldn't understand why they were doing it. I didn't have time to back it up and try to fucking figure it out. And at that point, I just didn't give a shit anymore. And just them doing wacky hijinks on the ship, and then it just kind of ends um, with everybody dying. Pretty much, yeah. They all die at the end. Um, well, which, one, I think, it evolves into a higher form of being. You I think what they were trying to do is they wanted this to be a smarter science fiction. This is definitely low budget on purpose. I'm fine with that. We, I, we're, I we're all mystery science theater fans here. We appreciate I, I, that. I, shit. I think I think it's a comedy, and I think it's it's, it's there. It's, it's, to be it's billed as a comedy. It's billed as yeah. a rated G comedy. So yeah. This is going to be Dan O'Bannon with goofy glasses and um, Groucho nose and glasses, and he does he that in front of the camera, and he thinks that's funny. And he's he's a he's a terrible actor even by home video standards. He's really, really, really awful in this movie, and there's too much of him in it. So out of ten, <laughs> yes. and would you recommend people watch it? Only if you're a John Carpenter enthusiast like me, and I mean hardcore John Carpenter enthusiast. Otherwise, you, this is a complete waste of your time. I wouldn't even say enthusiast. I would say John Carpenter completist. Yeah, like, <laughs> yes, like yes. I am a fanboy. Like you know, yeah. he, he, you know, he likes Frankenheimer, and I, I I like Carpenter. And if you're a completist, would I buy it for my collection? Sure. Would I watch it again? Probably not, unless I was showing it to somebody else just for discussion purposes, like this. But otherwise, no, it will never get watched. Yeah, yeah. Out of 10? Out of 10, I'm going to have to go four. This is below average. Um, I can't give it any higher than a four. And that's hard for me to say because as much as I wanted to give this praise for being a carpenter movie and everything, uh, it's amazing that he involved from that to some of the movies that we love and, and adore. But 
you know, Rome wasn't built in a day, I guess, but you just, you don't see, other than some of the, like, the key synthesizer music in the background, I don't see a lot of Carpenter in this movie, and maybe that's because he doesn't have Dean Cundy lighting the sets yet or, or any of that kind of stuff going on. So, but yeah, it's four out of ten. That's the most I can give it uh, by any standard. I think they should have re- they should have retitled this movie the Eleva- elevator of the movie. Yeah, yeah. There's sure. a there's a particular scene a in this movie that goes on for most of the a movie, call. and it, it's the ball. There's a beach. There's an alien that actually is a beach ball with feet glued to it. That's the kind of shit we're talking about here. This is cardboard sets. This is Plan Nine from Outer Space, and. They filled it with water, I think, and then they pulled a string to make it like bulge out. <clears throat> yeah, and that's about it. And it has little feet, and it doesn't talk, but it moves at lightning speeds when it needs to. It's it's on the screen right now. If you're watching the live show, if you're watching the stream, it's 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 literally a beach ball with duck feet. And, and I guess they thought that in it, the movie in a Mel Brooks type scenario, something like that would be funny if you had that in the movie for like. A tenth of a second um but for like the whole middle act of the movie to revolve around dan o'bannon chasing this beach ball slash alien around a spaceship doing cat and mouse for like with, what with felt no like an hour with no explanation there's no plot to this fucking movie at all it's, it's no, zero no plot. zero plot zero anything it's just it's it's a string of ideas and dialogue that they thought was funny and they just throw it in there well, you said in the earlier, you said it like an offhand remark, and that was the plot. That was the entire plot. They're on a spaceship, and they're blowing up planets for some reason. If the if they determine that the their computers say that this planet is going to get too far off its axis, it'll it'll hit something. So they they're going around blowing shit up, and they are excited too. Yeah, and that's literally all they're doing. And that's that's the, the only thing that brings them any joy at all. Five minutes, and that's it. Other than that, these are like, and you know, I, I get, I, I read somewhere about this movie that the idea for the blue collar space guy came from this movie. This movie actually influenced other movies, sadly but true. Uh, the the you can see a lot of the the preamble to Aliens in this, where you got guys on the ship with beards and long hair and maybe not wearing their uniform all nice and clean and neat and looking like they just graduated from NASA. These are guys that blow up ships and don't really give a shit about what they do. Um, I guess the humor is supposed to be that they, they are commander died and they have him in a, a freezer, like in cryogenics, but he died on an accident on the ship and it's the blind leading the blind because none of these people have any discipline whatsoever. They like blowing shit up, but other than that, there's nobody in control. And everything is just constantly out of control. And uh, that would be fun if they focused more on that being the plot. Yeah. But it's kind of they they say it a couple times in the beginning. Uh, he's dead. He would have he would have named the the star. Right. Yeah. It, and then they don't say that again for another forty five minutes, and <laughs> they say it once more later, and then finally the the captain shows up, and he's a block of ice, and he's talking like, oh, I don't know, like Mister Bill. It's like what what is going on? There's a, uh, yeah, that was weird and awkward and kind of just not funny. It's just another one of those Dan O'Bannon jokes that didn't pan out. And uh, they had the the bomb and the ship are both run by separate computers with their own identities. So you have HAL 9000 versus HAL 9000. The bomb is one personality. The ship is another personality, and they argue. Doesn't that sound like fun? Yeah, and I think what they were trying to do with that bomb bit is they were trying to maybe do a little bit of, uh, uh, God, I hate to say this, but Doctor Strange love. I think they were kind of trying to do that a little bit. Maybe. Um, not very good at it, obviously. You know, Kubrick but, and Carpenter don't even belong in the same, you know. But, but Bomb number 20 is the only part of the entire movie I enjoyed. Well, the part where he's trying to to logically talk the bomb out of blowing up that was I enjoyed that was the best part yeah. of the movie, and they they wait till the whole end of the movie to get to that, and I'm like, where was this forty five fucking minutes ago? The voice didn't the voice sound like that actor from uh, that Twilight Zone episode, Adam, um, from Agnes with Love, that dorky dude that has that, that works in the computer, and it gives him bad advice. It sounded like him. They might have been trying to goof on that a little bit. I mean, you could see 
O'Bannon wearing his influences on his sleeve when he was making this. It's like, you know, I'd, I've seen a lot of old TV shows. They're terrible. And one of the things I've always liked about Carpenter is I can tell he has a love for cheesy sci-fi movies, which is why I wanted to watch this. I wanted to see what he was going to put, you know. But I I don't think there's a lot of Carpenter in this at all. I, no. it's, it's just... It's it director in name only, you know. It was so. literally a student film that they got yeah. six times more money, so they went, okay, let's let's go flesh it out in a movie, and it doesn't work in any way. But. No, it does not work in any way. It's it's not as clever as it thinks it is. I mean, I, I'm not. I wasn't expecting like fancy, you know, sets or costumes or anything, yeah. but it That's, didn't give you anything else either. So the sets were serviceable. They were what they were. Yeah. Uh, the space. <clears throat> Ridiculous. They were clearly made out of like uh, that stuff that you put. I, I loved how the spacesuits, the, the helmet, like was to here. Yeah. Do you do you that like I, that the uh, the, the yeah. breastplate was like a muffin pan? Yeah. Did, was I don't want to call it the muffin pan? Well, I, I, I did like the the ending when it blows up and the captain is flying flying through space. Well, the captain made it. But he's <laughs> he's an ice cube flying. Like that was funny. I, I was like, okay. The last was, twenty minutes are fun. Yeah, I would say the last. Fast forward it to the end. This is where, another where one of those examples where this would have been better if it was a short and not a full length fucking well, movie. It should have been, and it was. It, it eighty it eighty two minutes. It wears its welcome out like it really feels early. Like on. three hours in second. It, it feels like, like who would, who would have went and saw this in the theater like paid money to see this? The guys that made it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it. yeah I mean, it's like who, who's going to say guys, hey, the guys that made this that movie and, and their girlfriends and family. That's it. It it serves nobody else any purpose whatsoever. Uh, or Dick, out of ten, would you recommend anyone watch it? Yeah, no, I would say watch it. It's I mean, it should I watch I watch anything? So I've seen worse. It's just for I, I you have to fast forward the middle because it gets dragged with the Dan O'Bannon's journey. Hold yeah, on a second. Like, let, let, let me let me take you back to last week. All right, this is you when it says we're gonna watch Dark. Oh, oh the Dan. Oh the Dan O'Bannon one. Oh. That well, I, I'm still oh. feeling that way, but I, it wasn't as bad as. But I, I think you should it. totally watch it. I, I, I'm gonna say it's not as bad as I thought. Cause I, thought it was, I thought it was a horror movie. Like I thought it wasn't a comedy. Oh. I didn't know that it was a comedy. I thought it was a horror movie. What I always heard about it's it was like G-rated it's, it's screwball a, comedy. Yeah, know? but um, no, the, the ending when he tried to, when he, when the ship blows up, he's trying to talk to the computer, and then the other guy gets sucked out of the air vent, and he's flying through, through space, and he goes, "I'm gonna come and get you." Oh, I can't. Like he's kind of made peace with everything, and they're all floating. And he goes, "Hey, I got a piece of the ship. I'm gonna ride this into the atmosphere." No, he goes, and he goes Woo! In the show, yeah. yeah. Adam over his right shoulder. Yeah, uh, it's the it's the best part of the movie. That one right there. Yeah, it's funny. That that's funny. That was funny, but that yeah. was very much that was in one hundred percent an homage to um, Kubrick and love. Yeah, that uh, was definitely Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange, absolutely. Yeah, that that was Slim Pickens riding yeah. the bomb all the way down to the planet. Absolutely. I hate to even say those two in the same sentence because it's kind of an insult to Doctor Strange love because I fucking love that movie. I have the Criterion Collection version of that one. But, but, uh, but I did love how the the uh, what, bomb twenty was like, huh? I'm gonna have to think about this, and it goes raises itself back up, and then it starts talking again. It goes, oh well, I kind of realized something. Let there be light, or something like that, and it blows up. So you quote some scripture out of the Bible, and God said, "Let there be light." Blows fucking ship up. There was one. There was one other little gag that was kind of subtle that I kind of liked. It's when they're having lunch, and they break out what looks like these fucking frozen TV dinner trays, and they pull them open, and it's literally them little Kool Aid packets. Like, Mm. oh, what are you having? Oh, I'm having ham. Oh, I'm having turkey. Little fucking Kool Aid packet, and they're just kind of sipping it and talking like they're having lunch. That was kind of funny. They open this big metal tray, and it's a little Kool Aid packet about this fucking big. So they pull them off. Yeah. Uh, out of ten, Dick. Uh, five. Wow. Okay. It's a five. I mean, it, it, the ending is well worth the effort. Mm, nah. It, it, really. It's just kind of goofy. It just I laughed when. When he went and he talked to the captain in the ice box, where he's like, "Hey, captain, yeah. I got some questions for you." Really? Okay, ask them. Yeah. Ask away. And he's like, uh, "We're coming to do an asteroid storm, or whatever." Blah blah. Oh, 
Well, did you try this? Yeah, yeah. we did. We just did. Oh, I like that he gets distracted. Yeah. Uh, what, was, what are we talking about? It's really hard it's for like, me to remember. It's been so long. Yeah, I say like that little stuff was kind of interesting and funny. Like that could have been the movie itself. Well, it's like that you part know. works because it's a bit, and that's the yeah. first bit we see, really see. Because other yeah. than that, it's it's Daniel Bannon running around with a with duck ball. And, and get in an elevator, and that scene goes on for fucking forever. Ever. And it's not none of it is fucking funny no, at all. Like no. not so a fucking little bit of it. That's why when I got to the part where it was it was bomb twenty, and he talks to him, and he literally has to talk to me because the the bomb gets uh, the code to they, they tell it to blow up, and they're like, all right, we're not going to blow up anymore because they can't get it to drop to the planet to blow up. And he's like, but I have to blow up in fifteen minutes. No, I'm not canceling. And they have to like literally argue with the bomb, and that part's funny. Well, it reminds me of all the Star Trek episodes where Captain Kirk defeated artificial intelligence every time. Yeah. Where he basically says, You shouldn't exist. You are not real. Yeah. I am not real. I am following the rule of man, but you're not a man. And he goes, Oh, and the, the robot always explodes. And That's such a terrible episode, too. It's so like five of bad. them like that. It's so five. bad. Yeah, that, that five thing floating around. You can no. see the fucking kite string every time it goes through the room. Captain Kirk knows how to talk. Knows how to suicide robots. <laughs> yeah, he knows how to do it. How much so much of that drama they do a joke where they do the paradox. <clears throat> and like, and his head blows up. He's like, I was built with a paradox. Resistance. Okay, the the best one where they suicide the robots one is the second one where they had Harry Mudd and he had like those army of, of like female and male robots that all had little numbers that they wore around their neck. No. And they had to act out something that would just confuse the shit out of them. And they basically did Austin Powers before Austin Powers did. They confused the robots so much that they all blew a circuit. So, and they're, and they're, 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 act, they're just acting out this ridiculous stuff, pretending to have a bomb and dancing and slapping each other. It's fucking hilarious. I, I actually like that episode. I did just rewatch the DS9 episode where uh, O'Brien, uh, it's the O'Brien point of view episode where he's trying to figure out why the crew's against him. He ends up being a direct replica of himself. I remember Of that. the real O'Brien, because they don't know what he my, was going to do. My problem with that whole DS9, this is a very very small problem. I enjoyed that a lot more than I thought it would. I loved it. But they went to that Mirror Universe shit way a too lot. many times. Way, they, they, wore that, lot. they wore that out. They went yeah. to that well too many times, man. Oh, yeah. That was like, oh no, not again! Oh no, they're gonna do it again. Why? Because want to show off that Kira wearing some low cut outfit, being a bisexual monster. It, it's it's the unfortunate byproduct of having TV shows that are twenty five episodes a season. Yeah, you get stuff like that over and over again. I would recommend only John Carpenter completionists watch this. Yes, and and I do consider myself that because I do want to watch them all. That's why we're doing a show on them. At some point, I want to own all of the movies, yeah. um, but I don't really find well, any joy in watching this one. Yeah. With that being said, that's why I chose for my, for my next episode is someone someone's watching me because I've never seen it and I want to. Um, I would have eventually chosen this, but Adam did first. So, yeah. But we well, have to. I remember a few, a uh, few, maybe a month ago, month and a half ago, I was just getting over my back surgery and I flipped over and I was like, "Oh, Dark Star," and I turned it on. It was on cable. And I watched uh, five, ten minutes of it, and it was the bomb scene. And I go, oh, that's funny. Uh, yeah. All right. And I changed it and because uh, I, w- I wanted to watch it in the beginning, and I just didn't want to watch it then. And uh, <clears throat> now I realize that's the only part of the movie I enjoy. I was going to say, if you really want to enjoy the experience that Dark Star has to offer, like Phoenix said, watch the first five minutes, fast forward all the way to the last ten minutes, and watch that. And you've experienced everything this movie has to offer. The rest of it is Dan O'Bannon unsuccessfully trying to be funny and, and stretching a bit way to too far. Yeah, he literally he he opens a cell door and he goes in as a ball with duck legs and it hops out this fucking ball right here and it hops out and he turns around. And he goes, all right, get back in your cell. Get back in there. We don't know why he's in there. We don't know what he's doing in there. And then the ball's like, Meh, and it kind of hops back and he's like, all right. And he goes in to go to broom and he turns around. And it's gone. It's, it's quick as fuck for some reason. The only transition material you're going to get is from the ship's computer, which says it was your idea to keep yeah. the aliens, so you need to feed it. And he's like, I. He's, at one point, he says, "You were cute when I first brought you on the ship. Now you're just a pain in the butt." You know. Yeah. Past that, that's the extent of the joke for me. The rest of it falls so yeah. flat. It, it's it just should have painful. cut right there. 
Oh. Because he gets a broom and he, he can't find it, and eventually it pops up behind him, and he pokes it. And we're it, we're used to cleverly we're used to cleverly edited comedic stuff from like Mel Brooks and stuff where that would have ended there and gone. Yeah, I just watched uh, Young Frankenstein. Masterpiece. Still holds up every bit of it. Blazing Saddles, masterpiece. The the producers, masterpiece. Fucking good stuff. But John Carpenter, like Rod Serling, should stay away from comedy because they're not funny people. They're 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 not. And so Daniel Bannon gets hit in the face of the broom, and that's the last time I was like, Oh, they're doing a bit. After that, he just chases it through like the warehouse part of the ship and he gets in and he eventually gets to an elevator and it's just him trying yeah, to it, tur- it turns into an acme cartoon yeah, it's die hard like yeah. i said I, I was really getting that hardware vibe from this it was well it's almost joe dante-esque it's like holy yeah. shit did joe dante direct this well, this isn't john carpenter <laughs> yeah well he it was very goofy but the only the only part that was kind of amusing was when the elevator was going down and it goes like and it's yeah, going down yeah. for no it reason. makes a cartoon noise when it hits him. Yeah, yeah. But the the joke is, why would it keep? Why would the elevator go down four inches at a time? After well, who's in the fucking point? elevator? You know. Yeah. Well, he gets in the elevator, and the elevator is only half his size anyway. Yeah. It, it doesn't make any sense <clears> anyway because when you first open up on the movie, you see the crew all happy to bomb something to, to smithereens, sitting in the world's smallest fucking cockpit. Yeah. But the ship still has an elevator. Yeah. yeah, these guys are practically sitting on each other's face yeah. in the cockpit, but then there's an elevator that goes all the way up and, and down. It has, it has seven inches around it on each side. There's a hallway bigger than my bedroom where they're like walking past yeah. each other, you know, and it's like, um, well, who fucking built this fucking piece of shit, you know? And that, and that could be the joke. It's that just could be fun. funny. That could be funny. But yeah. He gets in the elevator and he gets stuck halfway, and then the thing's like, he pulls it out and he's like, the laser is disconnecting and he gets stuck with like the thing around him. And then he, the ball eventually blows up and that's it. And it goes on for 25 to 35 minutes, somewhere in there. I don't, yeah. oh, Hitchhiker's I'm, Guide to the Galaxy did a better version of this with their improbability drive. Than, well, I was going to bring it up the, the robot is yeah. a kind of a version of this, like a paranoid android. Yeah. Mar- Marvin, depressed. yeah, depressed. Yeah. Alan Rickman. Alan Rickman. Alan Rickman. Yeah. What's his uh, name? Um, Marvin? Oh, yeah, Marvin. Marvin? Is it Marvin? I think it's Marvin. Yeah, I think it is. I'll fucking look it up. But he's, he's depressed. And uh, I just rewatched that movie again, too. And that, oh, that, depressed yeah. robot. I love that movie. Very underrated classic. I was watching the BBC show from the 80s. That's good, too. That's, 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 that's Marvin. also good. Yeah. Up. It's definitely Marvin. Yeah, it's Marvin. It's Marvin. Okay. Yeah. Hi. Um, uh, that movie works really well and it's funny and this movie none of the jokes worked until they he tries to talk to the robot and then when he talks to the frozen captain and then when he's in space i didn't like when he surfed down to the planet that was dumb <laughs> the and little plastic me. figure with no bendy joints on yeah. it so it just and i was like, like oh, here we go it looked like when you went to the toy store, when you go to the cheap dollar store and they got like that yep. little, little action figure that's attached to like a little balloon that you throw it and it like parachute opens up yeah. it looks like that yeah yeah it, it feels like a an artsy movie like a film student art art movie that is not deep but wants to be deep but it's not funny but it wants to be funny it's not sci-fi but it wants to be so what the fuck is it to me it felt like uh college kids that grew up went to the same film school and what jerking each other off uh over a couple of beers hey let's make a movie where we do this and then do that, and then do that. And then they fucking filmed it while they were drinking and jerking each other off, and then that became their student film project. And the this is the they, result. It seems like they went in with serious intentions, and then we're like, this is funny. And then they <sighs> fucked around on the set, but they didn't write it funny. No. no. But then you're left with a kind of a mishmash of both, and it's it, neither. In it's the probably funnier to the cast and crew than it is yeah. to literally anyone else. I remember shooting like videos in high school, and I think it would feel like this. It would definitely play it like this, where you're like, it was so funny to us at the time. Nobody should watch this, though. Yeah. Go in a drawer somewhere. Anybody else can be like, why don't you make me watch that? I yeah. hate you. Don't ever talk to me again. <laughs> um, yeah, I give it a four. It, it it drove me crazy for way too much of it, because I'm like, what the fuck is this? And I was looking at my phone, I was like, oh, shit, I wasn't watching the last five minutes. 
<laughs> you were pissed. That's why I was like, guys, I'm really sorry about this. I'm so well, it's sorry. not your fault. It's, it's <laughs> I wanted to watch something I hadn't seen, and for my sins, I got this. So. Well, think about like you can blame it on the first film, but think about like other directors, like uh, Christopher well, Nolan's that, following. That's the th- Dan O'Bannon is the same guy that wrote Alien. So you take a Dan O'Bannon cheeseball script and you give it to somebody like Ridley fucking Scott, who was a, a little known, you know, like I think he had like maybe two, one or two movies under his belt that were like British, mostly British made movies. And he took that and he <clears> fleshed <throat> that out and made a fucking masterpiece oh, of a horror oh, movie set in, set in space, you know, and, and uh, yeah. Totally different. You you look at Dan O'Ban this movie, you're like, in four in like three years, you're gonna be big shit for making Alien. Fuck you. Fuck you, Dan O'Bannon. <laughs> you don't deserve this shit, you know? I feel like Dan O'Bannon's house in the Hollywood Hills would be like a hoarder's nest filled with just books and comics and <laughs> weird science magazines. Yeah. Old old fucking peanut butter sandwiches that are dried out and the entire know. set of this movie. Yeah, every day I wake up at seven in the morning and I reenact the scene where I'm oh, the hilarious scene where I'm on the elevator and I have to hold on for dear life. Do you want to see <laughs> an alien ball? I got it right He's here. He's been trying to hawk the beach ball on eBay for like five fifty-seven fucking years. <laughs> so he, he said he put Death Star on it just to fool people. Fuck, you know. I, I also heard somewhere. Uh, well, I actually read it in the comments of the video that we watched this on YouTube and. In the YouTube comment section, one of them said, I heard, and I, this is, I can't confirm this, I didn't have time to research today, I was too busy, but uh, that George Lucas got the idea for the hyperspace jump, the Falcon, by watching this movie, because it's almost exactly the same. This came out in 74, Star Wars came out in 77. Yeah. So, and Alien came out in 79, not 77, I fucked that up. Yeah, no, it's definitely, it's, it, I don't, I, giving this movie too much credit, yeah. Would be it influenced this? It, Dan O'Bannon aside, because he experienced this and he, he probably learned some shit. <laughs> like no comedy in Alien, got it. And but the, the, this poster, which you know, if you're listening to the podcast, you can look up the Dark Star poster. I'm showing it on the screen right now. It says from Alan Dean Foster first, 2001: A Space Odyssey, then The Poseidon Adventure, now Dark Star. What this should say is. A couple of loose fucking ideas, roughly based on these things. Well, this was the producer. This definitely the producers going. We have to sell this movie. So make it look great. Put like a Battlestar Galactica ship on the front. Put some explosion in the background. Get a guy surfing the fucking thing in the back, and it looks exciting. But then you watch it and you're like, "This is made with a thousand dollars. Eventually, six thousand to flesh out the entire ninety-eight yeah. minute runtime." And it feels like it was made for that amount of money. And it, yeah. it makes sense when you watch it. But you just kind of realize, like, different directors of their first movies were, were kind of, like, following what Christopher Nolan is, like, 70 minutes. Well, that's what I wanted to know. I wanted to know where he started, you know. Because yeah. it, 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 it's, sometimes it's fun to go back and watch, like, your favorite director, like, go watch their student film. Because you know they're not going to be good. But you want to see, like, the big yeah, shave. Like, you know? Okay. Or, or yeah. one of Spielberg's monster movies, you know what I mean? Like just any of that shit, you know. So, but Definitely. it's uh, it's pretty much it. Yeah, I, I well, something else I want to say about it. But I, I, don't, I don't regret watching it. I'm glad we watched no. it because it's yeah. out of the fucking way now, and we can get to different shit like memoirs and. I, I was just thinking that I'm like, I wish I would have watched Zardoz instead of this. Would <laughs> have had so much more shit to talk. Dick is pulling a Frank right now. I'm falling asleep thinking about Dark Star. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, God are damn. Gonna say, are you going to lie to us and say you were reading something? Oh, no, I'm falling asleep as a Dark Star. I yeah. can honestly say that I won't remember this movie after today. I won't remember anything about it. it I'll remember I saw it, and I'm glad I did. It's mind. done. It's yeah. forever done. Dan O'Bannon's a weirdo, and that's that. You know what's going to be weird is when we get down to the... I don't think I think we need to start picking them before we get run out of movies he directed because I also have in the list movies he wrote, yeah, which yeah. are like uh, um, where is this thing? Uh, Laura Eyes of Laura Mars or whatever. Nineteen ninety nine Silent Predators. Oh. Um. Uh. Nineteen eighty six Black Moon Rising. Oh. Um, Eyes of Laura Mars. I can't find a copy of, but 
I'm sure if we rent it, we could do that. Why is Alora yeah. Mars is okay? It's El okay. Diablo from 1990. Blood River did 91. Brian De Palma direct that? No. No. Okay. No. no, no. I think yeah, it, it, it tries to be a Brian De Palma movie and ain't. It's it's, yeah. it's like Carrie Light. Well, you know what, what they mean? did with Smart was they made a poster that was exactly like a De Palma movie. Yep. The poster is like a black black face and it has a white outline and it has her eyes. Mm. So they made they did a smart decision with the poster because you're gonna think it's a Palma. Oh yeah. Time. But uh, Eyes of Laura Mars. That was so it's Faye Dunaway and it was directed by. Irvin Kirchner. That's right. That's I knew it. somebody directed it. It was a good director, but yeah, Tommy Lee Jones. Eyes Alarm Mars is credited writer. It's it's okay. It, it's it's kind of the same plot as Firestarter and Carrie. Kind of mm. it has a, a score of six point two, so middle of the road. Yep, that would be about accurate. But look yeah. at this poster. I have this memorized because I've seen the poster so many times. It looks like a De Palma movie. Yep. Yeah. That's why I watched it, actually. I, I think that poster kind of sucked me in, you know. I'm um, Faye Dunaway, the actress. She acts like that in this movie, too. Hey, she's she funny. Acts like that hey Brad Dourif's uh, in it. I'm down. She's oh, really? riding, riding high off that fucking yeah. uh, Chinatown money. Raul Julia, Brad Dourif. Oh, shit. I'm, I'm, I'm interested. I'll watch this movie. I want to watch this. Renee Arbenois. Yeah, lower your Ren- expectations. It, it, it's definitely got a, a cast. But it's one of those movies that, like I said, it thinks it's smarter than it really is. Michael Tucker. Michael Tucker? <laughs> the guy from Things? Oh, man. Tommy Lee Jones, uncredited writer, and he's in the movie. You, you're huh. going to watch it and you're going to think, did Stephen King write this motherfucker? Because it feels like a Stephen King movie. It does look like it as well. So the plot oh. is very Stephen Kingish. Well, Stephen King and De Palma, you know. Just, uh... What uh? What what's our favorite things that Dan O'Bannon wrote? Uh, all I can think of right now is Alien. I know he did some other stuff. Total Recall. I don't right. know much about him, honestly. So. Yeah, he, he's 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 a uh, famous he... famous scriptwriter. I think he's doctored a lot of movies. The uh the way that I watched because I've watched the Alien Anniversary Edition Return of the Living Dead with the commentary and according to the producers. Star Wars made so much fucking money, it made Fox, it put Fox on the map, and Fox immediately, and I mean right away, wanted to make another science fiction movie, and they pulled the first science fiction script they had off the desk, and it was Dan O'Bannon's Alien, and Dan O'Bannon had written it originally to be a Roger Corman movie, mm. instead they gave it to Ridley Scott, and Ridley Scott went full Paul Verhoeven with this shit, and just made his own masterpiece out of what probably would have been a dog shit movie. He wrote a segment of Heavy Metal. Yeah, that's right. The, that, that's one of the best ones. That's the one with uh, John Candy is the guy that... Uh... So he wrote oh, Turn of the Life Force, Invaders from Mars. Life Deep Force, Deep that's Deep. what I was thinking. Yeah, Life, Life, Force. Life Force is fucking great. I just love that movie. Dreamers, yeah. Hemoglobin, and then he vanished into obscurity. Yeah, he vanished into Dan O'Bannon land. He died in 2009. He surfed a plane of metal all the way down to eBay. His IMDb picture is from this movie. Yeah. If it's, it's not, it looks exactly like th- it. Like, this, this, this was his, his moment. And, and it was when he read his lines exactly like this in the movie. Well, why was he, he, when he's wearing that suit, he looks like he's carrying sacks of potatoes around his body. That's just his body. He's so lumpy. It's a poor guy. <laughs> they did a whole bit where he gets his fat ass stuck in a, in a hole in the elevator, and it goes on for three hours, like you said. And time got lost. I'm like, Ugh. I was trying to hurry up and watch this movie before the show, and I'm like, why okay. is this going on? This will tell you a lot. Look, let's look at the original poster for this. Um, the Space yeah. Out Odyssey. They mentioned two Kubert movies. I see that makes Odyssey. it look like a drug movie. Oh, oh, two That's movies. what they're selling. It, yeah. Space Out Odyssey, and then down here, the Mission of the Strange Love Generation. That's, that's, you. That's, a, yeah, that, that's great. That's great. Asshole. That is outstanding. That's yeah. what they tell you to do for if you self-publish. Yeah. They say you should have a title that sounds like a title of a bestseller. So that's why you see a bunch of like a game of a game of knights, yeah. a game of dragons, like that shit. You guys probably remember 
as clear as day like I do. When Starship Troopers came out and they had the TV spots, used to say this is Star Wars for the 90s generation or Star Wars for Generation X. And I'm like, that ain't what that fucking movie is. Even the producers didn't know what the fuck was. Well, here you go. O'Bannon and John Carpenter intended USC together. The result of their meeting each other in college was a low-budget cult science fiction film, Dark Star, which started out as a student film and was eventually expanded into a feature. So there you go. They probably thought their script was good. They like us. And then at the end of the movie, that was the other thing, like the final fuck you nail in the coffin, is it says a Hollywood production. And I'm like, yeah. no. That just means you filmed it somewhere near Hollywood. Fuck you. <laughs> but uh, he died of Crohn's disease. I'm sorry. We don't wish any ill will on the dead, but this movie kind of blows. What a terrible thing to die from. Yeah, I wouldn't feel good. Uh, uh, I, I'm trying to compare this to another movie. and it's just, it's, um, Alien? No. Not no. even a little. Spaceballs? Remember the uh, Best of the Worst when they did the jar? Kind of, maybe that? Oh, the jar? Oh, oh you wow. know what? How about Roger Corman's Galaxy of Terror? But even that's better than this. That was entertaining to me. Galaxy of Terror is a shameless alien ripoff, but it is still. Well, he was established better. by then, so it's going to make more sense. It feels like a patchwork, nonsensical kind of space. Like, I, I, I'm gonna hurt, whose don't idea hurt was it to, to take a beach ball and put some feet on it? Was that? I think it maybe was supposed to be a goof on that 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 uh, Kirk episode where Spock is mind melding the lava rock and the pain oh yeah. the pain she's trying to protect her children your thoughts to my thoughts my mind to your mind oh the pain oh. it's it, uh, fuck this movie um, <laughs> fuck you fuck Dan O'Bannon it's, it could have been fun yeah. I think if they were to would have had the chance to write out a comedy script, maybe it would have worked better, but it felt like they shot a serious thing and then were forced to add in jokes as they went along because they well, were... That's the thing. He, all of us here have watched a lot of cheeseball science fiction movies that we think are far more entertaining than people give them credit for. This is not one of them. Oh, he did the screenplay for Life Force. Yeah, Life Force is good. And Invaders from Mars. He worked with... Uh, uh, what's his name a lot? Life Force is one of those movies that's so like ridiculous, but it's it's great. Like like it's never boring. It just just keeps fucking going. Uh, lost a lot of money, found its audience later. Uh, Dead and buried. I never heard of that movie. Most of Carpenter's movies are like that, though. When they came out, they were flopped, ridiculed, and everything else, and they they got developed a cult following later. So I guess I'm part of that cult following because I liked them ever since I was a kid. So. Oh. But I didn't see this one as a kid, thank God. Otherwise, I'd have been like, yeah, Carpenter. He made, he made this and he made Starman. And then uh, Daniel Band wrote Blue Thunder, the Roy Scheider uh, helicopter movie. I've never seen that. <laughs> it's not bad. It's, and two I mean, episodes of the show. I saw yeah, that. I saw that in yeah, the show. Isn't, isn't Blue Thunder like the direct influence for Airwolf? Pretty much. That's what I thought. I've the seen plenty of Airwolf. alcohol after it got yeah. shut out the air. I, I never uh, saw Blue Thunder. I, yeah. I, Roy Schotter was like the best in Jaws in like the French Connection, you know. Well, shit. Um, hey, he worked with Frankenheimer a lot too. There you go. That's right. A number did. of times. He was in a uh, Fourth War. He plays the American. Hearts War. The Fourth War. No, it's better than Hearts War. Yeah. <laughs> he was in the Punisher, the good one. Was he? Yeah, he's a, he was uh, the the father, would be father in law, the father in law that uh, oh, gives, you're gives right. the guns. Yeah, yeah. He's on that the was the last thing I saw him in. Well, yeah, okay. Anyway, um, so next week, Dick, you picked uh, Prince, Prince of Darkness, eighty-seven. Yeah. I want to say. I think so. Yeah, sounds about right. Yeah. That stars Donald Pleasance and Lisa Blunt. Blount. You're gonna hate it because it's she full of Lovecraft references. <laughs> it's full of Lovecraft shit. Yeah, yeah it's very slow. It doesn't You'll hate it. It. Yeah, yeah. Alice Cooper's in it, and he kills people, but you don't see it because it's all off screen. Victor mm-hmm. Wong. 
The other day okay. I was in my physical therapy and it, the, the news is on and I'm sitting there and I'm like, Victor Wong was on TV. Why the fuck is Alice Cooper on the news? And it was like 25 minutes of Alice Cooper interviews because he had some birthday party out here because he lives here in Phoenix. He lives in Arizona. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's got a bar out there. Man. Yeah. yeah. And he's like a giant hot dog. Everyone knows where his house is. Like he just has, he had some birthday party for charity. And so he's talking about for 25 solid minutes, minutes of morning news. I'm like, good God, dude. Ain't much going I, uh, on in Phoenix. I've like, seen Alice Cooper probably like twenty some odd times, and he's never put on a bad show. I I, I love watching the guy's shows. He's he's really quite a showman. Uh, his music is a matter of either you like it or you don't, but his shows are great. We're he's, not he's, worthy. He's my Frankenstein. See, there you go. Yeah. There's there's that there's that John Carpenter stare that I'm talking about. Yeah. And they just take that shot and hold it just long enough to creep the shit out of you right there. Oh, it's Alice Cooper. I thought that was a uh, That is Alice Cooper. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That, no, yeah, that, is, that is a scene from Prince of Darkness. Yeah. yeah. And when you see the movie, that scene will make complete sense. Or Yeah, it's got a uh, It's uh, This isn't like like Dirk spooky Walker. spooky. It's not spooky spooky horror Phoenix. It's like cerebral horror. Yeah. yeah. Makes you think about shit. Yeah. Okay. So it's going to be like In the Mouth of Madness a little bit? Yeah. Like uh, yeah, but In the Mouth of Madness is more fun. In yeah. the Mouth of Madness is better paced. It had a budget. A this has no fun. budget. This is like just his passion project. He just wanted to make this because fuck you. That's, that's what it was. A group so. of graduate students and scientists uncover an ancient canister in an abandoned church. But when they open the container, they inadvertently unleash a strange liquid and an evil force on all humanity. It's the anti-god. So it's such a good script that he wrote it uh, with a pen name. Yeah, he always says that. Yeah, he's Martin Quartermass. Yeah, Catermass. I think he does that to get two checks. He likes to get separate checks. You can do that as well. Yes, he should. Yeah, it's the Coen Brothers. They whenever they edit, it's some totally different name. Yeah, you get back all that money you lost on the thing, which was such a it's... terrible movie. Ugh, so sad. <laughs> But that's what happens when you well, fucking eat. That's what happens when you naked. launch your movie the same week that E.T. comes out. Damn it. No. Especially a dark, bleak, dark movie like The Thing and E.T. What, what do you want to go see, Junior? I want to see the happy movie where the E.T. flies in the sky with a kid with John Williams music. Oh, really? Wanna, you, don't wanna, you don't want to see Kurt Russell's... Yeah? Well, fuck you, too. I want to see a dog morph into a yeah. tentacle monster and devour other fucking dogs in front of your uh. eyes and squirt blood all over the fucking place. And just You're getting me hot. Right? It's boner material. Yeah. That's so what we're the, doing you next. Uh, Prince of Darkness will be in the live show on March 3rd. It'll be a podcast March 4th, so stay tuned for that. Mm-hmm. Week after that, someone's watching me. Can't wait for that one. Sometimes I've never, it feels like somebody's watching me. I, I get three weeks in a row of carpentry movies I've never watched, and That's so good. far, not not working out for well, well for me. So yeah, it's not gonna go any better. It didn't get any better. Oh, God. I'm not looking for it. Okay. It's the anti god. <laughs> it's the why it's why we haven't seen these because we, we shouldn't. <laughs> Just yeah. not supposed to. As a six point seven on AMD, Prince of Darkness does. Well, a lot of people don't get it. I think Did a lot you of get people... uh, the collector's version of They Live Yet, or was it too soon? Not yet. He said yet. Thursday, okay. tomorrow. Thursday, okay, cool. I'm going to go to Rasputin and see if they're... You'll, you'll enjoy those special features a lot. You two, right? check your mailboxes tomorrow, because you should get my my stuff. Hopefully. Hopefully, Richard. All, all that porn, weird. all that filthy porn. That filthy Twilight Zone porn. The unedited Filthy Twilight Zone episodes. All right, let's let's get out of here. Uh, We'll call it early because of of Dark Star. It's a Dark Dark Star warning. We're gonna. It's a rain delay. We've we've said more than the movie deserves us to talk about. It's fucking stupid. Don't watch it. It's garbage. Stupid. It's it's garbage except for I'd say fifteen minutes total. Fifteen minutes of an idea that's kind of funny that would have worked as an SNL skit. Pigs in space is deeper than this, okay? And you don't need to have watched the previous hour to understand the last 20 minutes. So literally just fast, just skip. If you're on there's, a, there's, on YouTube, there's no setup for what happens, yeah. There's no payoff in setup. When you see them talking in, in the number 20 bomb going down, <laughs> rewind about 30 seconds and just start watching there because yeah. that's all you that's all setup you need because none of it matters before that. Awful, just awful. I'm not. I'm not mad at John Carpenter. I get it. It wasn't supposed to be. 
it wasn't really wasn't supposed to be a theatrical release. It wasn't supposed no. to be what it was. And and I don't begrudge the man at all for that. It was an experiment and it feels like that, but I don't want to I don't like watch sitting there watching experiments die in front of my very eyes. It's not fun for me. But yeah. what was his second movie after this? Elvis? No. Um <laughs> no way Elvis was eighties. I haven't seen that one yet either. I've no, heard of it, never Elvis seen it. Seventy nine. Um well, this was that, 74, so... After this, it was Assault on Precinct 13. Which That's is also okay. not that great. Uh, yeah. It's better than this, but it's still not oh, that definitely. great. Oh, uh, definitely. Um, the song's the best part of it. Here's Dark Star. I also have Captain Voyeur, his short. So one episode, we're going to talk about that. So, And then it was Halloween after that. And then it's the movie I chose for two weeks from now. Three yeah. weeks from now, whatever. Made for TV movie. Yeah. All right. Christine, directed by what? Yeah, it's the section I made. Hey, just be glad I didn't pick the fog because I know how much you love that one. Can we just get out of the way? <laughs> sure. <laughs> I don't like the fog at all. I haven't seen Big Trouble in the Sky in a while. I like it. This one's going to be fun. I can't get enough bon- John Bon Jovi. John Bon Jovi? When, when, when John Bon Jovi shows up in U571, you get a boner thinking about all those guys in a hard submarine full of oh, he's not in, John Bon Jovi's in the sequel. I forget. Oh, vampires! Yeah, yeah. He's in the yeah, sequel. awful, it's awful James movie. First one, but the second one is right here. Yeah, Los Muertos or whatever. Yeah, Los Muertos. Village yeah, is the Damned is pretty good. I haven't seen that since the '90s. I'm kind of looking forward to watching that yeah, one again. That's gonna be fun. I remember uh, Christopher Reeve staring at a brick wall and tricking the children, children and blowing them up. It's pretty creepy. And it's been awesome. a long time since I've seen that one. When we do this one, I'm also gonna watch the original. From yeah. The I want to watch that one and then uh, compare them. Yeah. I, I like I like both versions. I've seen them both a couple times, and I like them both. I'd be willing to do that too. I'd be willing to do that. Um, yeah, where's where's the sequel? Can't find the sequel. Yeah, that's the one that has John Bon Jovi. Luckily, so okay. Now I'm not terrified of this one. I remember this one. Yeah. Mark Boone Jr.'s in it. He's great. I, uh, For five Cheryl, minutes. Cheryl I think Lee. I've seen this movie, she's but I don't remember. You see her butt? Because she's sitting there with uh, Daniel Baldwin on the bed. Yeah. <laughs> it could have been a stunt butt. Yeah. No, stunt it was her. You see every, she's nude in everything, dude. Twin Peaks Firewalk with me, she's full on, just doesn't give a shit. And yeah. she never kind of worked a lot. She's a good actor. Just everyone, no one gives her work. You get typecast. You get a reputation. Yeah. I wonder what her deal is. Hey, she's still in this stuff. She's a TV actor. Well, yeah, she just has random shows up in yeah, watch, or something. When, so she's not nude in Firewalk with me. She's nude in The Missing Pieces. It shows the club, the moonlight. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, she's nude there. Um, not that I'm saying she has to be nude. I'm just saying she's full. Like I was like, holy shit. I didn't expect that. Okay. But um, there's a kingpin. Is that not based on the movie, right? Not the... Farley Brothers movie, Kingpin. <laughs> uh, I hope so. Right. No, that, I think Kingpin was that uh, show on NBC about drug lords. Okay, it didn't um, last very long. Let's get out of here, guys. We're done, right? Yeah. Fuck this. Yeah. Hey, none of it recorded. Great. Thank you so much, computer. Oh, super. Oh, oh luckily we got the live version. Whatever. Get the audio out of it. Uh, this computer's fucked. I don't know what happened. I'll fix it. But anyway, um, yeah. until next time, in the meantime, I'm Phoenix West. Adam Wilcox. Dick. Dick. No, LAWstudios.com. RazorLostFlix.com. Uh, Pornhub. Yeah. What do you, what's your favorite search topic? OnlyFans. Midgets. Please do an OnlyFans. <laughs> do an OnlyFans, Dick. Do it. OnlyFans. Yeah. Get, a, get only, an OnlyFans account. I'll sign in for it. None of it's oh. new. Do you like eating hot dogs? Just, yeah, just just put like ketchup in your belly button and dip French fries. Oh, mustard like yeah. a real person. Do you oh, like what you see? <laughs> no, I'd fuck you. Fuck me. I fuck me so good. I'm, hot dog. Hard. <laughs> I'm trying to find a copy of Red uh, Red Dragon. Red, Red Dragon. 
And why uh, is that so hard to find now? Like in in the uh, early two thousands, you can find it at the grocery store. I go to a thrift store. I see it every day. So yeah, it's. I I, I don't want to buy it. I just want to watch it because I watch. um, I could have got that for like three bucks at one point. Now you can't find it anywhere. And I watched um, uh, Hannibal, but I want to watch Manhunter, which I have a copy of that because I love Michael Mann. Is another one of those direct. He's in my top five. Have you not seen Manhunter? Me? Yeah. No, I've, I've seen it. Okay, I have not seen any of the uh, the Hannibal TV show. No, great either. show. It's a great is show. It good. Yeah. Well, I like the, Mads uh, Mikkelsen. The so. problem with the, with what happens is it's actually really good up until like the third season because the third season is a rehash of Red Dragon oh. for the first like six episodes. Okay. And the last three are when it goes, holy shit, that's amazing. So you have to get through the slog of Red Dragon, which I just fast forward most of it because I saw it. I knew the story. Trust me, as a guy that's just just wrapping up all of Rick Berman and uh, 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 Michael Pilar, the, the guys that did Star Trek, it was, yeah. it was Rick Berman and uh, the the guy that did Voyager. I'm Pete watching. Perry. I'm I'm finishing up Enterprise now. There's nothing worse than a whole season that's just dog shit. And wow. every Star Trek series has had one season We're at still least. Live. That's right. awful. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, it's uh, Hannibal. I've never seen. Uh, I've seen the uh, the movie. Uh, I'm sorry, Manhunter. I saw that. I, yeah. I've I've seen them all. And the only thing I still have to watch left is is um, Manhunter. I'm going to rewatch and oh. uh, Red Hannibal. Dragon. I haven't well, seen it Hannibal theater. Hannibal Rising. Did you see that one? Hannibal Rising. No. I watched. Didn't no, mind. I didn't it. see that one either. Uh, it's, it's not a, terrible. No, Hannibal, it's, it's Hannibal is definitely terrible, though. Hannibal uh, terrible. Whoever Hannibal thought died. it was a good idea to make uh, Julianne Moore play fucking Jodie Foster's character ought to be drug out in the street. And well, J- Jodie Foster wanted nothing to do with it because I don't blame her because it's a dog shit script. <laughs> really well, I, hey, hey, the book is much worse. It's really? like how do you how do you how do you adapt it? You couldn't do it. Like you what follow up did, Silence of the Fucking Lambs with that. Fuck you, man. I'm not even the biggest Silence of the Lambs fan. I like it. Uh, but yeah. I, no, I like it. I, I don't love it. I don't know why one best picture It's is. not super rewatchable because it's too fucking dark. Um, no, I watch it all the time. It's hilarious. You would. I would. But I, I used to like, well, I'm just how's, watching Tony Hopkins. How's your well going in your basement, by the way? It's fine. <laughs> is it, is it, Shut I, up! You kept saying that it was caving in, but it sounds like you got a good one working. Dumb, good, dumb. Good contract. Bitch. Okay, good. Dick's just got piles and piles of DVDs of just baby seals getting clubbed over the back of the head. Just and human skin. Just porn for him. Yeah. I got good news for you guys, by the way. We we inadvertently and unknowingly did our first episode of LIW John Frankenheimer Review the other night. Oh, wow. I'm going to do a little intro to it and uh, cha- or make our seven days in May into an episode, the first episode of that. Wow. So that's why we have this now. So we're going to watch seconds. Uh, yeah. Which I've never seen. I, I want to see seconds. I haven't seen it. So we could go back and forth between Frankenheimer and then Carpenter. Adam lost interest there. What? Huh? <laughs> Uh, I'm gonna watch. You're gonna watch Roman and enjoy I was, it. I was pulling a Frank. What are we talking about again? Uh, what? I, uh, no, the thing about that is, I, 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 uh, I forgot to pay some bills on the counter, and you know, I, hold I on, one put second, some, some popsicles me, um, in the freezer, I, and you know. I have something to say about that. 